0: What the days Collective. This is take two and
1: take two. D-Rock, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited about this.
0: Thank you for having me. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, same. So how are you feeling?
0: I'm good. I uh, you know last week I was a little bit under the weather and this week I'm feeling a lot better. Uh just got back from the gym, so Cool
1: exactly um when it comes so like obviously you're working for gary v and all that kind of stuff let's go back a little bit when did all of this start out for you in the freelance space
0: yeah i mean i i moved to new york probably 12 to 13 years ago uh with not a dollar to my name i lived in my sister's basement in staten island i'm from pennsylvania so it was like a two hour two hour away from home um lived with my my oldest sister in her basement um and then i just started hustling i started grinding i was on Craigslist indeed.com um whatever job board websites there were out there i was always applying um always trying to get um freelance work um and then you know i, I did that i did freelance probably like four to five years um yeah before i started committing and working with Gary
1: was new york always in mind for you or were you actually raised there
0: well it's funny i've always wanted to go to like the new york film academy or i was thinking about full sail down in florida which is a big film school as well um but my family couldn't afford that and i couldn't afford it and i didn't want to go into debt um so new york um I ended up being the place I wanted to come because I met a girl and her and I, my ex, uh, her and I started dating and she was in New York. So it just made it very easy. And then I had family here. So it just made it very easy. It was like New York, Florida, or LA, really. Yeah. three choices.
1: Okay. So how old were you at that age again?
0: I was 19.
1: So 19, living in your sister's basement in New York City?
0: Yeah. Yeah, in Staten Island, which is a little bit further out, but it's still New York, you know?
1: Yeah. And what was that like for you, like your headspace in that moment in time?
0: Honestly, it was like, I had just graduated. I had a two-year degree in um, radio TV broadcasting from my community college out in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And so I had just graduated. I was excited for the future. I was like trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I knew I didn't want a full-time job anywhere, so I was going to like freelance. Uh, how to become a director. I started working on a bunch of like independent films for free. I did internships and all this stuff. Um, and then yeah, I, I guess mentally I was fine. Like I loved figuring it out. I actually like love that part so much that I like kind of wish I could go back and do it again. Because it's just fun like no rules, you're setting your own time, you're working for yourself, you set your own rates, no expectations from anybody else other than your clients. Um, so for me it was fun I like that challenge
1: yeah okay and where was it fairly easy for you to start picking up on clients or was it kind of like tough no it it
0: wasn't easy I mean I only had my portfolio from uh, school so I didn't have like a professional working portfolio and then um, I didn't know anybody I had no no connections in the industry no connections anywhere and so all I did was Literally, it was on Craigslist posting three, four times a day of, like, hey, you need a wedding video editor? Do you need a Kickstarter video? Do you need a freelance videographer and editor? Do you need just an editor? And I was making these ads all the time. Um, I, I often think that, like, if Instagram was around at the time, I'd probably be doing the same thing, just putting my portfolio out on Instagram and just, like, keep advertising myself. I definitely... I definitely innately had, like, marketing skills. I was always testing the titles of, like, the ads, changing them, keeping the body pretty much the same, but changing up the titles, trying to get different uh, different people to, like, see my ad. And then I would also, like, change up graphics and make graphics as well to kind of, like, help market myself, you know? Um, eventually, I started getting a base of clients that would come back to me reoccurring. Um, and then, no, not really. It wasn't easy at all. Yeah. Um, I actually even picked up a part-time job um, at Best Buy. So I was, like, working at okay. Best Buy uh, overnight, helping stock and restock the store, like a, um, it's like an electronic store. I don't know if you guys have it out in Dublin. No, we don't have Best Buy. It's like an electronic yeah. store where you buy TVs and all that stuff. So okay. I was working at Best Buy. Um, I had gotten this one video editing gig that was all the way out in Long Island. And so I didn't have a car at the time. I would take a bus into the city, a train, oh, I'm sorry, a bus to the ferry, the ferry over to the city, the city, I would take a, a train all the way down to Long Island, which would be another hour. And so it was like a three-hour there and three-hour back commute. It was a long trek. I did that for about two weeks, and I was like, this is just not worth it at all. <laughs> um, and then I remember, like, one job in particular, you know, As soon as I started moving, I I lived with my sister and her family for about eight or nine months. As soon as I um, moved out, I moved to Queens, and I remember, like, I was on my own. Like, I would eat with them, and they were, like, they were super gracious hosts, and they would help out a lot, Um, but then I was like, oh, fuck, I'm actually on my own. Uh, Moved into this guy's apartment in Queens, had my own one-bedroom, like, bedroom on the side, but I hadn't... Eat myself and everything. I knew how to cook, so I wasn't that worried. But I was eating like pasta, like oh, $1 a dollar a night of pasta or like bread, <laughs> just to like really survive. But then I remember this one gig, there uh, were a restaurant app coming up. They were like developing this restaurant app, and they offered hey, if you make any quick one minute videos about each of these restaurants, we'll give you $20 okay. and a meal. Shit. And I was like, no, not, you got me a meal, you know? It's funny, funny, like, even looking back at $20, no one does videos for $20 right now, but I was doing that back in the day, just to kind of build up my portfolio, also get a decent meal, and then like grind on the side.
1: Exactly. What What year is this, exactly?
0: It had to be, um, well, I was 19 to so 20, so it had to be 10 years ago, 11 years ago.
1: 2012, so
0: yeah something like that
1: crazy yeah. crazy it's so weird when like you look back on time like even just like 10 years ago and mm-hmm. where like the difference and in...
0: difference 100% and by the way like it's funny yeah go ahead let me move forward from
1: this no 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 Is if carry on it's about you
0: <laughs> no I'm just gonna say like that's the part I think a lot of people have a hard time dealing with and have a hard time measuring like time is even though, like, life is short in a way, you have mm-hmm. one, so you want to maximize your time, time itself is longer than we think, so That's sometimes, cool. like, just balancing that, when you're, like, when you have big ambitions like mine, where I want to be a film director, I want to, like, make awesome, epic movies, we often rush and think we have to do it now, where, like, the biggest takeaway I would say is, like, try to context. Right, you just said 10 years ago. Try to contact where you are in your life and where you were 10 years ago. Think about how much has happened in those last 10 years. And then if you can, try to take yourself third eye and be like, yo, how can I map these next 10 years to like really maximize my time, but also have a good time living life and also like have a little bit more patience in the goals that you want to achieve. Mm -hmm.
1: I see. And so let's say like... You ten years ago, right? Was your vision being a film director in yeah, your twenties? I only wanted
0: to work in film and movies and TV. And then what ended up happening was I started getting. I got a job as a production assistant, and a PA, on this film, A Case of You, which was like a really fun experience. Like. I had never done that before, never worked on a film set before. Justin Long, he was this, like, actor. He was, like, that IMAC guy. I don't know if you ever saw those, like, commercials. And he didn't a lot of rom-coms in New Girl once in a while. But he wrote and directed the whole thing and was acting in it as well. So that was a really fun experience. I got to meet him, got to know him, uh, got to, like, had to be up at, like, 3.30 in the morning to be on set by 4.30, like, worked 13, 14-hour days. What I ended up realizing, and then I started working on this other production, uh, Carrie Diaries, which is, like, sets in the city when she was younger. We're like, the prequel, they try to do the show. It was okay. But what I ended up watching was, like, a lot of times, you had to be a PA and then just work your way up through the ranks. And a lot of the time people that were working on these sets were not, like, passionate about it. So I was like, I think I want to go into, like, filmmaking from the other angle. I want to, like... Build up my real build up myself as a director, and then get hired into a film, versus like working up my way through the ranks that way. Because I just a didn't want to be around negative people, which there's a lot of negative people on sets. And then me, I just I didn't see myself working in film like that. You know, yeah. I, I saw myself working, being in a film, or working and directing a film, or creating my own vision and masterpiece. You know
1: exactly it's so strange right because I kind of speak about this with a few guests where right now with social media right we're seeing success happen overnight Every day. on Every a day. daily basis yeah yep. it's nearly as if that's the story that's being sold to us where it's kind of well, like
0: listen I think when you're watching it different people at different context time in their life
1: bingo you know, like,
0: you're, you're watching, you're looking at it, and you're like, oh, I wish I could have that, or I wish I could be there now, that mm-hmm. we're not being sold at anything, people are just showing what they're doing, and we're having a bad time taking it, and wait, they've also did these things along the way to get to where they are.
1: Yeah.
0: You gotta, you gotta like, remove yourself from Instagram or TikTok, and you gotta just hustle and grind, you know?
1: Yeah. Have you ever struggled with comparison?
0: All the time, every day. Yeah. But also, like, but again, like, to what, to who, you know? I think we often as humans will struggle with that because it's just inherent nature. Like, even when you're, like, cavemen, if someone had a better cave or a better, like, throck, like, whatever, those, like, canes when they hit people, then you're jealous of that, too, you know? Like, I think that's an inherent, inherent nature thing in us. Um... But also, like, what I've learned to, like, realize is, like, literally everybody in life is so different. Every single context point. Me and my sisters, I have three sisters, we're all different.
1: And same deal. Similar
0: upbringing, similar, you know, yeah. all different.
1: Exactly. Same
0: house, <laughs> different, you know? Yeah. So I think, and then also, like, what that person listens to on an everyday basis, I think, you know, I'm, like, like what you said, Dublin is, like, the mini New York. Um, New York city, when I'm sitting in the subways, I'm looking at people. I just like watch people. I see their sneakers, what they're wearing head, Like everyone has so many different things that they care about. And so there, there's no room for comparison. Literally.
1: Know? Exactly. Oof. I'm getting sound bites off of you D-Rock right now. <laughs>
0: and then also as you evolve, your priorities change. What you want is very different. You know, even, like, you know, me, Gary, and Andy had a very fun conversation a week and a half ago in L.A. He looked at me in, in the face and was like, hey, we need to hire you, but, like, five years ago you, not you now, because you're different. Not in a bad way, but you've evolved, you've done a lot of time in your career, you're in a different spot, and we still need to find the young or hungry, really, like, wanting to grind their face off kind of people, you know? And I think as I evolve, I don't want to apply and work 19-hour days every day of the week anymore. I like the balance that COVID has uh, given us. We're like, I am able to work out every day. I am able to sleep better. I am able to hang out with friends, able to uh, see my family, and then also work. But also there's other priorities that come in at different points in your life and career. You know, if I do get married one day, I'm going to want to spend time with my kids. I am that person. I want to be home with them, you know? so like. All, and th- and that changes your ambition and your goals each week and each day, you know?
1: All the time. And it's okay to embrace that change as well, I'm guessing, too. That's life. Yeah. That's life. Yeah. Like, uh, you never want to be that person that's stuck in the past. Like, uh, the back-in-my-day person at the table is usually the one that people kind of want to, like, steer away from because... You kind Yeah, of
0: I, 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 again, I think we're all, I think you're going to have a conversation, hey, back in my day when I did this podcast, I started for free, you didn't have any sponsors, and then eventually you're going to, like, have them, mm-hmm. and then you're going to be in a different place in your life, and it'll be different, you yeah. know? Uh-huh. And we will be back in my, like, the stories of back in my day are learning experiences for everybody else.
1: For sure. For sure. You know? And just, like, learning from the past and bringing it to the future with you as well. And letting go. I think a
0: lot of people, if they are looking back in the past, they're rubbernecking and, like, like hoping that everything would be the same. And it's just not how life works. Life is constantly moving forward.
1: For sure. Yeah. When it comes to hunger, right, what do you think the main... It's not even an issue, but what some people might tell you right now, that hunger is kind of lacking... Which could go back to the brief thing that we were talking about with just overnight success that people give up really quickly. Um, considering that you are surrounded by ridiculously successful people all the time, what would their like wisdom and your wisdom be on that?
0: On comparing yourself to others' success or hunger or, or the lack of hunger. Of
1: hunger. Like yeah, listen. I think
0: I don't think there's a lack of hunger. I think there's a lack of. Um, understanding what it really takes to get what you want Ooh, okay i think like education of like and that's why we put out work like videos about hard work i think hard work is part of the equation i mean a film like a garyvee that's my probably second or third Gary Vee film It's hard work and patience i think you know Hard work man hard work is just something I knew all the time at the age of 13 I started working with my dad in construction building houses uh, hardwood floors Um, From the age of 13 until now, I've always had a job and so I've always worked I've always had to work for what I wanted and so for me I Channeled hey, I'm doing construction right now 13 14 15. Um, I hate this This is not what I want to do and so I always told myself, once I find the thing I want to do, I'm going to spend every goddamn minute on it, making it happen. Because I knew that I had to just des- It's a choice, you know? At that point, you're, you have to decide that you want to work hard for the thing that you want. And I think, yes, some people right now will put up one TikTok video, they'll get millions of followers, and they'll go batshit crazy. And then they have, like, a great platform to start. But honestly, like, most of the time, those one-hit wonders or those viral sensations are not long-lasting. Their, their careers are often, if up, maybe here, and then they plateau down, you know, because they don't understand the process and the work that it takes to get there. Before I even got to Gary, before I even started working with him, he did four years every day putting out a video show, a podcast, Wine Library TV. Monday through Friday, he put out a vlog every single day mm. on his own. That's a thousand episodes. That's crazy. Most people will quit after forty, and that's before yes. I even get there. Yeah. You know, like, or like the whole content team and like team Gary and VaynerBegin. This is a thousand episodes that he did to practice, and then people look at Gary and they're like, "We want a million followers on Instagram. Well, go make a thousand episodes. Go do something for three to five years straight." And then you might have the chance in the prayer to get to the next step. Yeah. So that's how I think about hard work. I think a lot of people just don't realize, again, with time and context, they don't know how to contextualize time, is what I'm saying. For sure. They don't know how, they don't know how long it actually takes to make something.
1: Yeah, exactly. How it? What would your response be to someone telling you, it's easier said than done, D-Rock?
0: I've done it. I don't think there's, I don't think there's anything else to say, like, and I, I don't think most successful people have not done the hard work. You know, people at the famous Vine and YouTube stars, they're pumping out content all the time. They're working on their craft all the time, you know, I don't think people are understanding how much work it takes. A, to put yourself in front of camera, B, to tell a story, C, to be consistent, D, to be consistent, <laughs> you know, like, that's truly the, the answer to easier said than done just like the people that done it can say it
1: Damn. it's true that's literally it eh? um it's kind of like how bad do you want it and
0: you yeah can... and for me there was no other choice like right like yes you know my ex-girlfriend at the time her aunt I remember right before I started working with Gary, she was like, you should go to business school. You should go to, like, learn, get, like, a degree in college. And I actually applied to two colleges. I had a tour um, of two colleges here, Hunter, and I forgot the other one, um, where I was actually going to go back to college and try to get a degree in film or business or marketing. And then I remember, um, then I, remember I started, I got the opportunity with Gary. But is not, I'm not going to college.
1: No more exactly yeah. it's amazing how life works as well it yeah just... and,
0: and you, you know it's funny I, I say often hard work and serendipity yeah. play a role in your success and i really believe in that i love i love hard work because to just Naturally, it feel like good for me. I'm cozy. If I'm like even like last year, I didn't really work as hard because my role was shifting. My job was to follow Gary around. We didn't do any of that, right? So my schedule, my work was a lot lighter, and I feel very uncomfortable. I even told Gary many times, "I need more work. I need I need something to, like sink my teeth into and work on," um because I knew that what I I liked, you know, mm-hmm.
1: exactly. So your first project with Gary was free, correct?
0: Well, yeah. So, you know, it's funny. You'll, you'll appreciate this. My buddy and I started a podcast called the Launching Creative Podcast. And it was to help educate freelancers and young creators to how to make money. Because I had finally learned how to charge, I learned how to do, like, my bills, I knew how to do taxes, I knew how to do all the stuff that I needed to do as a freelancer. So, my buddy and I, and he's a graphic artist, and he was also going through the same process, um, my buddy Nick, and him and I started a podcast and a blog. We started writing blogs on how to, like, save money, continue taxes, how to, like, charge clients, and then we started interviewing a bunch of entrepreneurs and creatives, um, and we had like, I think, 34 episodes at the time. And him and I, he was like, yo, there's this guy talking. I call me a university. We should go check him out. I go, this guy walks out in Nikes, jeans, and a sweater and a hat. And he's like, yo, I just got off a of red eye from London. I'm um, here to talk about my new book. And he gave a keynote. And it was Gary Vaynerchuk. And I was like, most of the people that we had interviewed were in suits or business attire. And I was, like, more, like, the sneakerhead and, like, the jean guy. Like, this guy is, like, my flavor. Um, so that night, went up to, went on his YouTube, watched as much as I could. He had, he had keynotes, he had, like, random one-off videos. He would film Selfie or with, uh, Nate in VaynerMedia, who now runs Empathy Wines. He would film videos back in the day for Gary. Even Andy, who runs VFriends now, occasionally filmed, like, an iPhone video. Um... And that's all I really had. And I'm a filmmaker. And I was like, yo, I could make a really Mm. cool, like, cool film. like, cinematic and, like, energetic and, like, fun. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, like, like kind of stuff I like. And then no response. And I emailed them, emailed them, emailed them, no response. Um, And this is where my hard work and serendipity story comes into play. I had made the most money I'd ever made freelancing one day. Um, And I'm ghetto. I carry the light, tripod, camera, I'm like this, walking through the subways, like (laughs) trying to like get through the turnstiles, and I can't get through, it's like the worst, I remember that's how I got to the job, and I was sweating, like wet, it was raining, I was like, this is a disaster, so I made the most money, I remember when I charged, and I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna take a cab, I never take a cab, Uh, I think I took one, uh, a long time ago, for no reason, I don't remember. So we took a cab. I took a cab. I put all my stuff in. It was pouring rain out. And uh, I'm on Twitter scrolling. And Gary's like, hey, I'm trying out this app called Kick, K-I-K. K-I-K. This is a chatting app back yeah. in the day. And uh, it's like Gary he says, hey, I'm trying out TikTok right now. Or, hey, you should, you should go to Quora because I think it's a new platform. Just like that kind of stuff. Mm. So I download it right away, make a username. What's so significant about it, is that if I take in the subway, there's no service back in those days in the subway. There's a little bit more now, but there is no like, cell phone service. Yeah. I wouldn't have sent a tweet. I wouldn't. You wouldn't have, have to them down.
1: first in line, kind and of.
0: Name, yeah. Send him a message within minutes. He replies. Of course. I'm like, hey, here's a one minute video. I want you to watch it. I can do this for you. He said, "Love it in Lesko. And so, that's when I got the opportunity to film the video. And I was like, yeah, of course, I'll do it for free. You know? Um, did the video. Followed him around for a day. Like, what I do now. Kind of, like, just followed him around. Had no plan for what the video was. He didn't want to wear a mic. Um, I didn't know what he was like. He was pretty hectic and kind of crazy. Um, he had given a keynote up in, like, up, upstate New York that I went to. And on the way up to the keynote... How Gary writes his articles and stuff is he voice records into phone. That audio I was able to use to help tell the story of clouds and dirt. And that was my short film that I made for Gary. And that, it just, and then a month, I made it for him. He loved it. He started tweeting out uh, individually to people. like He never does that. Like, individually, he would send it to, like, Hey, Mark, you should watch this. Hey, Ted, you should watch this. Hey, you should uh... watch this. And so then... I started building an Excel sheet of, like, all the people you sent it to, and I started emailing them one off, like, hey, I can do this for you, I can do this for you, I can do this for you.
1: Shit.
0: got three jobs off of that um, within a month, and I started to, like, hey, set them up. A month later, I'm in the middle of a 72-hour film festival. So it's, like, hour 50 i am not smart you get the idea. red eyes yeah right film edit your everything in 72 hours now i can do that no no problem because i've done it a hundred times Gary. i can imagine yeah but uh i had never done that before and i was like you know what let me let me do this so we did it hour 50 or 52 i hear ding 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 there's my email and gary's like so dot 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 you want to come work for me and then that was just the beginning of. I never wanted to work for he- like anybody, mm-hmm. but I took a, I took a leap of faith and I really I'm really glad I exactly. Yeah. You know?
1: So it was basically just one job that you did, like one gig, nearly.
0: Yeah, one rigaria. Yeah. yeah, I want rigaria. That is something that a lot of people misconstrued about my story. <laughs> like I wasn't working for free. Okay. But I offered. And a lot of people don't
1: offer. Exactly. And that's something that probably. So the concept of working for free is very, very divided, probably right now as well, where it's kind of like there's one person that's like, oh no, everyone has rent to pay that sort of stuff. And then on the other side, it's kind of like plenty of successful people worked for
0: free. I had rent rent. Yeah, I had rent. Exactly. Again. Again, a lot of people are so, when you work for free, you're in control. I'm writing a whole book about working for free. Um, So I'm currently in the process of writing it. When you work for free, you're in control. Hey, Gary, this is what I want to offer you. Can I? For free. Yeah. When I'm working on that project, it's because I decided to do it. That's it. I can do it on my time. Um these are the expectations. A lot of people don't manage their own expectations. Yeah. They dive head first and then they're like, wait a minute, I'm not getting paid for anything and then like they think that like that's all their choice was. Mm. No. Hey, I would like to work for free. I have to work another job because I have to pay my bills. So I'm I'm able to offer these hours and these skill sets.
1: Do as you may. Exactly. I see.
0: You're in control. A lot of people again think that oh, if I work for free, they don't decide. Yeah,
1: I think the the argument with working for free for a lot of people is that they have to give up their entire life.
0: Yeah, amazing. I did too. I didn't go to a movie. I didn't go out. I didn't hang with friends. I did nothing for the first five years of my life in New York. You know what I did? I worked. <laughs> I like hustled. I was like making free videos all the time spec videos things I just thought were cool the things that I thought were cool that I did for free actually were the ones that got me the paid jobs that's like the work I would send to people and be like hey I can do this one of the video, the video I sent Gary was a video I just did on my own for free to make a cool video that's the thing that got Gary interested in me doing doing
1: it. it yeah it's that element of control that people kind of forget where it's like obviously there is a situation where there are bad managers around that will
0: but, but again you don't have to decide you, you don't on. have to do it that's it a lot of people are in this thing, I'm like oh but they, they want me to do this put set expectations
1: write, write those boundaries down you know
0: you have like any relationship
1: wow yeah i that's it that's literally it it's just one
0: and you don't have to go work with those managers
1: if you do it correctly and work smart.
0: No, you just don't have to go work for those people. If they're like, hey, we want you to work for free. And they no, can't work with your terms as well. And you can't find a middle ground. And you're doing it Then free. don't go work with them.
1: Oh, you have more options.
0: You're in control.
1: Yeah, that's lovely, actually. So many people forget that. Now,
0: I will say I've been a part of a bunch of work where I've offered for free. Okay. And they sometimes for the worst clients. Yeah. They like, asked for nine rounds of feedback. At one point, I remember saying this. It was like eight rounds of feedback. And I was like, hey, guys, I'm going to give you all the f- files. Here's all the videos. You can do whatever you want with it. I don't have time anymore to work on this project. Walk away.
1: Mm. Bingo. That's it.
0: You're in control. Yeah,
1: people really forget that. They
0: if they're horrible clients and you're doing it for free... Yeah, maybe your reputation with them might not be great. Whatever. like uh, There's so many other connections out there. So many other people. Too many people will put their eggs in one basket and think, this is the opportunity. This is the one I have to do. And then they're wildly unhappy because they're not happy in that scenario or situation, whatever yeah. it is. You know? What
1: do you think about working for exposure? Wow. Love it. How do you... Yeah, if that's exactly mm-hmm. what you want. And yeah. how do you make sure that you get said exposure? I, uh,
0: uh what what would be? Yeah, I mean, I listen. This is where, hey, like before anything, you have a conversation, right? And you have back and forth. Hey, this is what I would like. Just like negotiating any sal- um any salary or any money, like for freelance jobs or exposure, oh, here's it's all the same. It's all currency. Same as you would negotiate any like contract for sure.
1: And how did you, per se, avoid burnout?
0: Um, I don't know if I avoided burnout. I think I definitely burned out a few times. Did you flourish in burnout? What?
1: Did you flourish and said burnout?
0: No, I just think that, like, burnout is a loose term, right? Like, I think I was very tired a lot of the time. We worked 19 hour days a lot. We traveled all over the world. Even, like, recently, I just didn't hear, or, like, we flew to Dubai. We landed, we had dinner. We woke up at like six o'clock. We finished our dinner at like one thirty two AM. We woke up at six, worked until about eleven thirty midnight, nineteen twenty hour day, non stop. Then woke up the next day, worked again a full day, flew out that night, landed back in LA, worked all through the weekend, and this then like two weeks ago. And I think You know, back in the day, we used to do that all the time. Now, like, that was a lot for me, right? Like, I came back home Monday. I was like, it was Valentine's Day. My girl was like, I. thankfully, I was very smart. I was like, hey, I know this whole plan is going to happen. Let's make our Valentine's Day Wednesday. And so we did. It was amazing. But I was like, Monday, I'm like, this. (laughs) Dead. I was like, I couldn't move. So I think burnout like that, I think the burnout that you might be talking about is unhappiness. Mm. I think that's where a lot of people gotta reprioritize what they're there for. Hey, you get yourself in a scenario or a job or um, an environment where you're feeling burnout. You need to pause and ask yourself, Hey, why am I here? Am I still aligned with the goals that I want? Is is are they aligned with the goals that I have and the needs I want? And then, if not, have the conversation. And then. Have the conversation with yourself first and foremost, and then have the conversation with the parties in, uh, involved. You know
1: exactly. It's probably questioning yourself at the time or regularly doing those little check-ins help you out in the longer.
0: I I read, I honestly honestly probably three times a year I look at myself and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Are you happy? Are you prioritizing? Are you moving forward on your own personal goals? And if not, then I got to reprioritize. And I make lists, and I'm a big list guy. Uh, I even had a list. I got to get it back on my phone, but I had it on my wallpaper. It was like, these are the things you got to do every day. And it really helps me. It really helps. Because, I, I again, I'm visual, right? And so... Yeah, I think you gotta re reprioritize all the time. For sure.
1: let's talk about your visualization. So what keeps you in check throughout the year?
0: I what I just said. So it's just the list. I I do yeah, I do three like normally it's like after a vacation or after like a really uh like really um I don't know, on certain flights I just feel like, okay. you know what, let me just yeah, I'm floating over everyone. everyone. Yeah, like we're Google Doc. on Google. I write out a whole Google Doc. Um let me see if I have something.
1: Yeah,
0: sure. So wait, let we just talk about it now. Yeah. Um I don't right now. I mean I have prod yeah. Yeah, I don't have it written down right. Oh yeah, I do. Here we go. Personal life, okay. and then I have work and stuff, and it's like Make habits, workout routine, uh, saving money, hot yoga once a week, a spin class once a week, I want to learn Spanish, have two nights nice to myself where I don't go out or do anything or just be, like, home, um, this is, like, all, like, this year's, and then I have, like, work categories, and it'll be, like, you know, focus on TikToks for Gary, um, YouTube shorts, maybe help rebrand Team Gary V. so I have, like, minute, like, yeah, that might be a little bit bigger, but like all within my to do list. All your little to do list. If I do. I, I, yeah, I break it up in personal and like work.
1: Okay. When, at what point in your career over the last decade did you kind of manage to separate your personal life from your work life? Because obviously, at the beginning of your career, especially if you're a freelancer, if you're have, a creator. I have
0: the exact, I have the exact thing. Go on. June 4th 2020
1: okay so that's a few months into the pandemic
0: yeah so well what ended up happening I had a very strange pandemic it was we it was like April uh March 17th my birthday it was like right then it was like it was amazing uh, we it was actually a great birthday. Me and my buddy just had, like, three bottles of wine and crushed them all. We incredible. can't go outside. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> he made, yeah, he was awesome. It was great. We watched movies. It was awesome. Um, but then, uh, like, a, mu- a week in, like, we're like, okay, this deal, like, it's going to be a little while, so we start working on Team Gary GaryVee content still. We're working, we're working. Three weeks goes by. And we get called into this big project called the All In Challenge. Uh, Michael Rubin, uh, who's the CEO of Fanatics and owner of a sports team, hired us to help raise money for people who were hungry throughout COVID. And so from April 15th until about June 5th, I worked Sunday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 2 a.m. every single day. Um, we raised sixty-five million dollars. We made a ton of videos. It was was a very good campaign, but I was working my ass Um, off. Yeah, ass off. Um, and so then after after that project, I was able to kind of like go outside a little bit. You know, take a break, walk, and that's when I started to like really implement my own personal. Priorities.
1: okay so it was like that it, it wasn't exactly a life uh, there was a deadline to this project am i assuming correctly
0: yeah like yeah. It, it our responsibility ended in like in june yeah okay and then- let me like still work on it, but it wasn't as, like, 8 a.m. to 2 a.m. every day, you know, Sunday to Saturday. It was more like, oh, you can have your weekends back, Monday through Friday. And then it became, like, 8 to 8, and then 8 to 4, and like, then and less hours, you mm-hmm. know, as time goes
1: on. Yeah. What did you learn from those two months? Uh, the war,
0: of the work, of the that type yeah. of work?
1: Yeah, that type of
0: work. Um, Just scaling ourselves, you know, started off with five of us, and then it became, like, 45 of us all working on this project. Um and then it was cool to see like everybody being able to work remotely. I think that's been like one of the most beautiful things about COVID. Knock on wood for everything that bad has happened, but like I think the ability to be able to have more work life balance. Like I remember before COVID it was like you gotta do your laundry on the weekends. You gotta like you gotta like, you know, meal prep on night Sunday. And so like your whole weekend was like preparing yourself to be able to work all week efficiently and so now I think oh I can pop off and do my laundry in the middle of the day because I have zoom hangout or I'm working from home there's not that hour commute to work an hour back you know I think perspective of work-life balance in a way you know exactly
1: for sure I want to go back a little bit on the whole working for free because you, you are writing a book about that yeah. With your um, writing experience so far, anyways, like all the knowledge that you're gathering right now, what is like the main finding or like the one thing that actually surprised you from researching on working for free?
0: It's initiative. Elaborate. Um, I think a lot of people want a lot of things and they look and, and we're constantly in the feet of success right, and you're constantly, see, you're always like, oh my god, there's this going on, there's this festival, I'm missing this, I'm doing this, and I think a lot of people just want that quicker, and so they try to find quick routes to get there, I believe in strategic working for free, for exposure, for um, someone that you want to be like, someone that you um, aspire, even though like, Hey, I didn't want to be Gary, but I I, sp- I liked him and his journey. I liked what he was doing. And, and through that, I've learned how to become a pretty good marketer, right? I've learned certain skills over time. Um, and I knew that he wanted to get into IP, which is intellectual property, help build out V friends. These are all things I wanted to do. I've always wanted to like make the next Harry Potter or Hunger Games or uh, Legos. Like I've always wanted to be a part of that. And I found out very early on that Gary did, too. Um, So that helped me stay there longer and work harder. And, you know, even though we weren't working for free, we were getting, like, base salaries. Like, barely able to make it in New York kind of stuff. Um, And I think... So I think working for free, people need to take the initiative to get the opportunity. And then once they get the opportunity, they got to take the initiative in the opportunity to actually make it the thing that they need it to be and like deliver Easy. on it, right? Wow.
1: And you're only gonna learn, I'm guessing, once you throw yourself in there.
0: Yeah. I I don't know. How about this? What what's one of the biggest things that you're scared of for working about for free? Or to flip it back on you?
1: I've done it before, but I didn't yeah. do it in an any educated way. So I got uh, you kind of already said it. I just got like kicked off my ass when it came to bad managers, and I got stuck in a situation of just. Like, I like to commit. I I like to meet my deadlines. I am like one of those people where it's like, no, fucking get it done. But yeah. then I was just being like taken for a ride.
0: Um, how about this? What was the initial? Uh, how did you get yourself into that? free
1: internship?
0: For what company? For, I mean, you're not doing that, but like, what was the opportunity that they presented you? Free internship?
1: Um, the upward. Credit for school they n- gave you? Or? No, it was uh, free. Sorry, wait, let me go back a little bit. Free internship, eight weeks. And it was with a potential employment that never happened, obviously. Um, and promise, like, startup kind of thing. So promise the world and all these investors. Right. which failed the startup yes. didn't fail i was like it was probably the best i'm one of those people where like i have to learn my lesson a good few times until um i understand like i, I red flags don't exist in my eyes they're all fucking white yeah. like i'm colorblind when it comes to this stuff yeah you're
0: optimistic. i'm
1: very right. optimistic unfortunately and i believe in people i uh,
0: i don't think i don't think i don't think again all the things that you're saying are right optimism is good practical optimism is more good. Yeah. i think naturally as you are going to get more experience and that's the benefit of working for free mm. listen you there's a lot of things right now gary says hey bro like i love you i can't film anymore there's no role here or anymore that would never happen but hey you're not you're not hired anymore I would offer myself for free for four more people that I really want to work for.
1: There you go, and
0: I would try. I would try to like be like kind other videographer. Sure. I would try to be Drake,
1: yeah. other videographer.
0: I would try to be Jeff Bezos, other videographer. Just because, uh, for free, I would just go download any piece of content they had and make a, a mini doc. I would spend that time going, hey, like, hey, I really want to do this for you. Let me have the opportunity. And obviously might not be able to get those, but I would spend my time trying to aim really high like that. Because I think, it's, I think it's, uh, there is nothing better than getting an offer for free.
1: Yeah. I, I really appreciate the education that you're giving over here because like these little nuggets of understanding, listen, you're in control. Offer it on a project basis aka don't be someone's bitch
0: or or offer to be someone's bitch but in the contract okay. that you have yeah say hey you guys are going to promise me uh, a network of um investors yeah. or startup people i need to see those like mid internship
1: i need um, to see the list i see
0: i need you to deliver this by this time cool. i only can do this much mm-hmm
1: exactly and you just and you go from there for sure i'm I'm loving it now let's switch it a little bit if an entrepreneur over here is listening and goes i don't have the money to pay anyone right now Mm -hmm. how do i find someone to work for me for free
0: yeah, I would go on Craig or LinkedIn or Twitter or Instagram and I'd just tap into all my networks and post about it. Yeah.
1: And you go yeah. like, sorry, this is unpaid.
0: Yeah. I mean I I don't I don't see a problem with that. That's happening every day. Um if you go on Craig right now there's a ton of unpaid opportunities.
1: I see. Maybe it's a European thing. <laughs>
0: No, they're, they're or, out there. I, I actually think in Europe, though, you're not allowed to do free work full time.
1: Something, something like that, I'm okay, sure. Maybe the it's EU's not a project
0: base, collaboration or, you know? Yeah.
1: And uh, I'm guessing then they offer whatever they can offer in terms of opportunities, hustle, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Unfortunately, it is one of those things where they.
0: Legally can.
1: Yeah, legally. But also, I find it strange sometimes when really big companies go, we will pay said creative and exposure. Yet uh, they're clearly like m- making bank. So.
0: It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they're doing. They're offering opportunity and experience, and it doesn't matter. You know? it no matter how, Gary made a lot of money doesn't mean he doesn't, he won't take free work.
1: True. Exactly. Yeah.
0: You know, I don't, I don't, there's no, there's no, everyone can do whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm trying to play devil's advocate over here with you. like. <laughs> I know. And, and
0: I, and, but, I, but in the realistic world, like in real life talk, yeah. they can offer whatever they want. And they can ask for whatever they want. It's kind of like, you don't ask, yeah. Again, you, the person on the other end, doesn't have to go there or work for them. You're in control. Yeah. It's a big, big responsibility. It's accountability. Gary talks about it a lot. Be accountable to yourself. Hey, why would I go, why would I spend any of my time trying to understand why that company would offer a free in it for exposure when they're legally allowed to do whatever the fuck they want to do? Just, I don't have enough time in the day to worry about why they're doing that, versus just going to to find the other nine billion other opportunities.
1: I see. You know? Yeah. Wow. No, that is. There's right. not
0: enough time in the day to like care. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so probably a lot of people do have a, quite a chunk of time to Get lost into that narrative, unfortunately, where oh
0: people do it. People do it every day. They complain about why is it snowing or why is it why is why is it chocolate they always people always find a way to complain
1: how, how did you were you always like snapped out of it
0: uh no i i definitely like through my process over the years have learned that i i um i grew up uh, again, from a very like we didn't we, we my family was okay, we're not like poor. We had a house, we my mom and dad worked. Um my mom didn't work, my dad worked, my mom homeschooled us. So she always instilled like positive virtues. Um and like I remember like I had like these posters and like a lion and had like courage and like an elephant that had like empathy or something like that. It was like I, I was always around these things. Um and then you know, I would always listen to motivational things, I always wanted to write, so I was always writing things, like, I was always more that person anyways, but I remember this one, this one moment that I'll tell you because it kind of ties into everything, I watched this one video on YouTube, it was a mashup of Will Smith talking about success, and it was, like, nine, nine rules of success by Will Smith, it was some fan video, someone had taken, like, nine different interviews put it together um i found that video when i was like 16 or 15 and i watched it every single day for for probably a year and then i would occasionally pick it up once in a while just like as motivation um that video changed my life that video was like the thing that was like oh i want i i can do this i have he has one quote you know like you know, if we get on the treadmill together, I'm going to get on. I'm going to stay on the treadmill or and, or you're going to die. I mean, I'm going to die. Like, it just like his work ethic and his belief of work inspired me to work hard. And I think I just looked up to him always and I love this movie. I always wanted to make a, mo- a movie like Seven Pounds or Pursuit of Happiness. Those are like some of my favorite movies. Um, so like he always like, had that motivational thing to me. Watched that video, I was like, man, if I can make a video like this that changes somebody's life, I can wrap it up, die, and be happy. At this point, I made Sorry. thousands of those videos, <laughs> and I'm pumped, because I think, again, like, for me, I'm truly happy. If I die tomorrow, i left my impact on this world. Um, But I think that, I think, <laughs> what was the original question? Oh,
1: um, were you always, uh, like, a positive... Oh, yeah.
0: So I think, yes, I think I always took a lot of those positive things. But even now, even now, like, I would film and edit Gary's videos, right? And so I'm hearing it all the time. yeah. I'm constantly listening to it, constantly auditing myself. I definitely think I judge myself a little bit too much. And so I'm teetering that line over the last two years. I've been working on that. Um, But, yeah, just constantly working on it. I think, like anything, like, this year is, like, my first – real healthier in the gym, like, I'm really, like, accomplishing things, and I really want, like, I'm seeing stuff, and I'm like, yes, um, but this is, like, the first time where I've, like, really been able to be consistent and regimented and, like, focused on it, and I think the same for your mentality, your mentality, you have to constantly work on it, you know, some people are blessed when they don't think a lot about things, or, like, they don't overjudge themselves, but a lot of people, they need to put in time to, like, work on their mental, you know? And it's okay. And you're seeing starting to see more conversations of mental health. You know, a lot more of this stuff is coming out just because education is becoming easier. There's a thousand podcasts on it. There's apps on it. There's, like, articles, essays, videos. You just got to spend time and work on it and prioritize it.
1: For sure. And if someone wants to create that life worth living where can they start like what is your recommendation to them
0: listen i i'm, I'm gonna go back i've seen i've met so many people like throughout wor- the world i've seen i've seen homeless people in africa being happy as hell and they, they have a life worth living you know i think everyone had like let's break it down a little bit everyone has a life worth living i think most, yeah, again, everyone has a life worth living, but I think most people don't recognize that they have one life. And I think understanding that person, having perspective, like if you're in a really bad place, like mentally, or you're like not pumped about where you are, or just like you need something different, I would, I would challenge you to go travel and, and go see the other parts of the world that are less fortunate than yours. And then when you come home, and you have water that pours out of your tap and it's clean enough to drink you tell me how to have a life worth living because it is i can't complain about stuff you know water is we have water i'm sure you have water you just go and get water out of your tap a lot 8 billion, 8 million people don't
1: yeah you know exactly
0: a lot of people that don't have clean water and, like, if you really go look at living situations that are, like, not, I have four walls, I have, like, conditioning and heating and clothes, and it's, we're super, un, we don't have a good perspective. For sure. You yeah. Know?
1: It's one of those things where someone always has it worse off than you. And people might be...
0: But understanding yeah. where you rank in the world it's- yeah, me. For me, it impacted me when we went. We went to Africa for Pencils of Promise with Gary, because he's on the board. Um, Pencils of Promise is like a, a donation thing where they help build schools in Africa. So we went on a trip for like a week, and it's just you can't it, it you can't help but get your mind fucked when a kid is literally smiling in your face and they have nothing but dirt. And it's like, you know, I, I, I stand next to a girl who will yell at a barista because they don't have oat milk. And it's like, are you kidding me? Like, you, you know? It's just that. And I think, again, that's why I get along with Gary so much. We will sit on the airplane air, airport floors. We will be dirt of dirt. We don't care about the things that, like, come along with the journey. And I think that's, it's cool to find someone like that you know um, another thing a big thing that we didn't address at all really auditing who you're hanging out with and what you're spending and who you're spending your time with I for me I've been I experiment on myself I again I'm listening to Gary all the time so I'm like, constantly like auditing myself as well and the big one for me was I've always been a part of like, If this person's not giving me good energy, I'm out. I just separate myself. There's friends from high school, friends from college, just no longer, or friends from two years ago that I met, that I'm like, don't need to spend as much more time with that person because of where their mindset's at. They don't want to change. They're just going to be negative, you know? Yeah, literally. Really, spend time on, like, auditing your circle of, like, who you listen to it's a very, very big deal for sure.
1: uh I've gotten picked on so many times for, like, people like to say that I can be quite cold because I am like that. I'm just like, if you're not helping me out, just out. Like, <laughs> um no. but it it was so interesting. I'll ask this question to you because I know that people will be listening to this. But along my podcasting journey, that has been very short, I've uh, grown so much already. How does someone create that circle of solid people around them?
0: Yeah, I I, and listen, like I I finally have that circle. Like I'm really pumped. But it really came together in the last year. Like, again, I think too many people will look around and be, Oh, they have a great circle of friends, they have a great I think it's just picking up one person at a time and constantly involving them in your life is like any relationship or any Thing that you're like really focused on you gotta put time and effort into it and i think that yeah you know exactly time and effort and energy and intent yeah
1: and look like loneliness in your 20s can be a thing like
0: oh my god in, again i'm 30 now yeah again my, my friend circle is tight now i'm 30 i'm about to be 31 in a week or two um so like it's now starting but again people have a hard time contesting time 31 I have 70 more years you know like there's now I have friends that I'm gonna like really build with in a positive way people will stick with negative people for four or five years not really realizing what that's doing with their life you know constantly being around negativity or people that like will naysay or like complain or be gossip about other people Put that in your head, too. And then you start to become that person. For sure. You know? And this
1: happens very quickly. I think
0: loneliness in your 20s is fine. Spend that time working on yourself. Put your head down. Again, I didn't work. I didn't do stuff in my 20s. I lost a lot of my 20s. Um, I'm okay with that. Because I feel really good about 30s. And, like, then it's just going to keep building and, and compounding, you know?
1: Last one before you go. What does clouds and dirt mean to you considering it's your first project
0: that's a great that's a great ending question um did you have that planned out or you kind of no in- <laughs> that's a great ending question um for everyone listening clouds and dirt was the first film i made for gary uh clouds him was ambition and drive Meaning the clouds like what's the purpose and then the dirt is putting in the work and i think that's the same for me I will always have my five list, of, my list of like, hey, I want to write a action uh, TV show. Hey, I want to have a children's book out. Hey, I want to write the next Harry Potter. Hey, I want to write. Um, I want to write my book work for free. Um, I think that stuff will always be up here. And then what I've gotten better at by reading a bunch of different books, essentialism by Greg McOwen, minimalization of like what like what to focus on in your life. Um atomic habits. I don't remember. So I'll have to name. read
1: that, yeah. Uh huh.
0: It again that's what made me like get into these micro habits okay. every day. audited myself probably last spring it was like, yo, you're not where you want to be. A you have a lot of these ambitions, but none of these projects are like coming to life. So I gotta spend time on them. I started making like I have a fashion brand I'm working on. I have to design something every single day. Boom. Cool. I have to um, drink a gallon of water, I have to go to the gym every single day. Like these are now micro atomic habits that are uh, micro habits that I don't think about. So that's the dirt work. I see. Figuring out your system to maximize your time, um, is the dirt work and then the clouds is the ambition. Okay
1: perfect ending like we're just gonna leave it here d rock we can keep on going for ages thank you so much
0: (laughs) i would i would it would be fun i uh i appreciate you and thank you you did a great job thank you
1: and thank you everyone for
0: listening Longer good days collective